Hi, this is Joel Richardson, founder of Soul Joel Productions. I want to thank you for watching this and all of our content on Soul Joel TV. Just keep it in mind, every time you see this logo, that's our stamp of approval to know that it's quality content. So thank you for watching this, and now enjoy the show. Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Drink, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Gregadotta, and with me as always... Richie Byrne. What's up, brother? What's going on? It's Friday, thank God. Oh, you know, boy. You got a couple. You're so fucking different. Uh, it's, uh, dude, this has been uh, insane how... Oh, no, no. This has been insane. <laughs> My hours are all screwed up. I don't know. I, we talked about it before, but I'm not sleeping right. I, I'm sleeping I, like a baby. Can't I'm so up. jealous. I don't sleeping. sleep good, even though when everything's regular. I'm just. I mean, yesterday, I did a four mile walk, came back, ate dinner, had work to do, took a two hour nap. I almost missed our show last night. I did a two hour nap. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I wish I could. I wish I could sleep good. I woke up today at like, I think it was like 3.30. I thought it was all the power went out, so the clocks were all blinking. I went down, made coffee, started my day. Then I decided to reset all the clocks and realized it was 3.30. I'm like, 3:30. I'm already two cups of coffee in. Screw it. We're up. But uh, today we got a super uh, Friday. What a what a way to end what the week. A, what we a got, way to end the week. We had a great week too. We had some good guests. We had a lot of fun. And uh, we got a great guest today. Today, man. Huh? Uh, I'm Thank pumped, you. man. Should yeah. we bring him right out? Yeah, let's get. Are we going to show a video? Or are we going to him? I uh, will bring him out first. Let's, All right. This you guy is the legend, Rich Voss. Everybody, Rich is in the house. How are you? Hey, uh, how's it going? You know what? I just did. You hear about this? It's so crazy on the news. I just read this. That actress uh, got stabbed. What the? Uh, Reese. Witherspoon? No, with a knife. We got the joke out of the way. <laughs> well, that, well, that's our joke. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my kid's joke. That's my joke. What? It, well, she found it online, but she at least she, she coughed right yeah, up to yeah, it. I've heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that terrible? Uh, here's the thing. Yeah, she's does her, her own, she tries to do her own original material. Uh, so she, you know, the other joke you did. I'm talking to my daughter over there, not the yeah. air. I mean, it's almost <laughs> it's almost come down to where I'm talking to the air at this point, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, anyhow, listen, I haven't seen you guys in a while, and that's good. Uh, <laughs> I saw I saw, I saw, saw Richie at the uh, governor's Christmas party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Right. Yeah, we yeah. did. We ran into each other. It was packed. That was, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it, it, it's so crazy when you go to a Christmas party. I'm so glad Colin didn't go this year because that made me the biggest act there. So... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's so it's so hard to try to talk to everybody. 
But I probably spent the most time talking to Richie at that we party. We for a while. Yeah, we did. Good to see you. I, I hadn't seen you in years before then. Yeah, yeah. So good to see you that night. How are you, man? So you give us, yeah. you gave us the joke. You know that you, you're supposed to have a drink, and I know he's thirty years sober, so it's going to be a. There he goes. Yeah. Thirty-four years sober. Thirty-four years. Congratulations. Thirty-four years sober. Yeah. All right. So I did. It. I, I did it knowing thirty-four years ago that someday. Uh, you know, things will pick up, my life will get better, and I'll be able to do uh, a Soul Joe podcast. Uh, I don't know, like, I don't, like, Soul Joe, it's so jo Soul Joe, another slobbering word I slobber on. Uh, <laughs> hey, Raina, come here and wipe down my computer. So, I, I think I, I don't know if I've ever pissed them off or was in it because I remember emailing him. I got one of his uh, his newsletters that come hourly, and <laughs> I, I it, it's and I wrote to him because it, it seemed like he had some weekend gigs, right? Uh, and where I wouldn't have to get on a plane, right? And I and I wrote to him, and I, but I probably went through the website email, mm -hmm. and I never got a response, which I'm used to. But I'm going, did I piss this guy off? Which I'm well, sure I did if I've ever met him. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's but, not hard to piss him off, and it's not hard for you to piss people off. So I'm pretty sure that's a perfect well, recipe. Something yeah. happened. Well, <laughs> uh, whatever. If I if I did piss him off, tough shit. When Rich, <laughs> when Rich Boss emails you, you get back to him. That's right. That's all I'm saying. That's right. <laughs> right. I'm doing. That's comic in the business at your pay grade. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you something, too. And right this month, this month alone, I sold as many tickets as Kevin Hart and Chris Rock. So this was good about this virus. No comic is passing me now. No. No, you're right. I was thinking that, too. I'm like, we're all, it's even. We're all on an even plane right now. I, I, on Facebook, do you ever read, like, they, people put on Facebook – uh, ten, uh, 10 bands I've seen. One is a lie. Oh, yeah. And I was going to put 10 clubs I wish close. One is a lie. Uh, and I was going to put every club that won't use me. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to put that. And then I die from this because then they'll get last laugh. So I'm going <laughs> to make sure I stay alive. Then I could put stuff like that up and make sure my calendar is full. <laughs> I'm gonna say right now that was the greatest answer to "What are you drinking?" that I, we've yeah. had on the show. Oh, well, <laughs> the greatest answer. Did I step on a question? I'm sorry. No, no, no. no that was perfect. That was just, that was great. What are you drinking, Mark? I have uh, vodka and blueberry. Vodka and blueberry, and in honor of Richie's 34 years of sobriety, I'm doing coffee. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. Yeah. Well, nice. it might be a little cologne in it, though. I'm not <laughs> I am Irish. Okay. I, well, you know what? I don't want to say what pushes you guys are, but why don't you have, like, what what type of crack or meth are you doing for Irish? <laughs> All right. Be real men. Anybody can have a drink, but sell your mother's car to get high. All yeah. right. Then talk to me. <laughs> Richard, speaking of coffee, Richard, it was like my second day working at a club. And you were talking to, I don't remember who the other comic was, and they were like pontificating on their theory of comedy. And you're like, How long have you been in the business? The guy goes, 20 years. He goes, 
great. Give me a cup of coffee. <laughs> I was sitting at the podium. I was like, it was like my fourth day, and I'm just sitting there like, I'm like this is how they talk to each other. I'm in trouble. I I I I said that to Chappelle when he was 16. He always remembered it too. Uh, <laughs> He always <laughs> like oh, you know what he said the first time I he started comedy when he was like fifteen or sixteen yeah. down wow. in D.C. and I I remember working Garvin's and he came in and someone goes this kid's funny or whatever yeah yeah shut up oh I guess <laughs> they were right yeah, yeah. They, they were Mark and I uh, Mark came up with a great punchline for me when we were in uh, Cabo. Mexico yeah. Cabo. Uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, the punchline, it's one of my best bits, but the punchline is what makes the whole bit. And he came up with it. Uh, and the bit is, and I'll say, get, tell you the punchline he gave me, which I don't usually rat on myself, but, <laughs> uh, we, we had drivers driving us anywhere we wanted to go. And I play golf in the day. Uh, Mark probably didn't get up cause he's a uh, fall down drunk. So, uh, <laughs> he was still drinking. <laughs> uh, Mark, what Mark was, Mark it's was having a great time. <laughs> Everything was free, huh? Everything yeah. was free. We were having breakfast like uh, omelets with crab meat on it or sushi. Really? From oh, it was insane. The food, and who was the gig? What was the it, gig? Uh, it was just it only happened once. Uh, uh, uh JJ comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, James DiBenedetto. James, I know. I always go, but his comedy is JJ comedy. Do you think JJ comedy and Soul Joe comedy ever argue who has the smallest room in comedy? <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, I have a 12 seater. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I have where you pull up to your in your car and someone throws a note at you. Uh, so, <laughs> You're like the best ball buster I've ever. Yeah. I, look, I'm already burning a bridge that's been reburned. I'm reburning. I'm. I know. I'm, See, yeah, you'll get booked now. I'm, <laughs> I'm burning tunnels. Uh, don't worry, I got an acre of property, and when I open my backyard comedy club this summer, because nothing will be open, where people can come sit on blankets and do, and and the stage will be my deck. All right. Then people will go and hey, Voss has a great club. Bring your it's bring your own blanket. But anyhow, <laughs> so we're we're in Mexico, and I'm going to this golf course. And the driver, the driver says to me, "I don't I'm not I don't usually drive. What I do is I'm a uh, I can't even remember my own bit." He goes, uh, "Oh, the hurricane messed up some houses or something." No, no. He goes, "I do tile, uh, marble." And, you know, whatever, you know, tile, marble, and granite work. And I go, well, they're putting up hotels everywhere. Why are you not doing tile or granite work or marble or granite work? And he said to me, the problem is they're bringing in labor from other parts of the country that are working for less than one-third of the money that I make. So that's the setup. And then Mark's punchline was so good. Mark goes, damn, even Mexicans – have Mexicans <laughs> and it kills. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a long setup for that, but I threw some jokes in between uh, to keep carrying this podcast. What I'm saying, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, that's why you're out of breath. I, <laughs> I'm not out of breath now. I think it's anxiety. 
Now, I want to tell you a story about you that it has to do with the cup of coffee thing. We had, back about, geez, 25, 30 years ago, whatever, we were working together at Rascals. And uh, we'd worked together a, a lot. We'd worked together a few times. And you came in with your daughters. They were kids. They were little oh, yeah. daughters. These pretty, two pretty little girls, cute as can yeah. be. And he goes, hey, this is Richie Byrne. I told you guys about Richie. Remember Daddy told you all about Richie? What did Daddy say? When I'm going to beat the two of them, looked up and went, hack. Angelic <laughs> 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 girls with that rich boss. Hack. <laughs> That's commitment to a bit right there. I mean, you them, they knew, no matter who it was, yeah. they knew the timing. They hack. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, my one, uh, my middle daughter has such a great sense of humor. Like, I mean, so funny. Uh, and we, I, when I was young, when she was young, I took her to see a movie. And she's sitting next to me, just cracking up in the theater. She's like, you know, 10 years old. I go, this kid has a great sense of humor. My daughter over here, Raina, has a great one. Uh, Ellen, who is married. Now, Ellen, I think, is uh, 28. Uh, we were going out to eat recently. And she called me and said, uh, she was at the restaurant. She goes, are you coming? I said, well, not into a sock. But, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> you, did you hear that? No, no, sorry. no, my other daughter. Uh, and she just started cracking up. You know, it's to have daughter. My oldest daughter is more of a kind of a stiff. Is Jessica more of a stiff than Ellen, you think? Yeah. Raina said, yeah. <laughs> but Ellen has a sense of humor. Raina, come here. Say hi. Raina. Uh, hold on. Can you see? There she is. Oh. Hi. Raina. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's Daddy's little girl. Boss family, but it's a family show. <laughs> I remember no, being on stage. You did my variety show, and she was just born. She was in the and at Caroline's. Yeah, and you said he's on. Mark, this fucking guy's on stage, and I tell the audience, Richie just had a baby girl, and blah blah blah, and everybody claps, and Richie goes. Yeah, I have a really early picture of her. A really early. And he shows me a picture of his dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I got to find that picture because that's when I was, you know, things were good. Yeah. I, I, was, broke. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was back in the day. Well, you wouldn't you, you shit about you just that was just for me like you didn't care that the audience didn't see the picture only i saw it. yeah and well, even yeah. i'm like what am i looking at I go, oh my god it's <laughs> <laughs> uh where are you guys staying where are you guys at like where are you at richie i'm in long island i'm actually i live uh like a couple of miles from brokerage and governance like right in between so do you have a house or apartment yeah, house, house, yeah. Are, you, are you married yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mark, where are you at? I'm about half, 40 minutes south of you. I'm in uh, Ambler, Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's far. That's west of me, but Amboy. Wait. Ambler. <gasps> oh, Ambler. Yeah. That is, yeah. If I went down uh, 202. Yeah. Through in... New Hope or whatever. Yeah, right out. I'm right by New Hope. Oh, you are? Oh, you 
A lot yeah. of frequent nights in New Hope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the nightlife. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird name. It sounds like the old, like a, a gay magazine. Korean <laughs> gambler. Uh, uh, what's his, I don't want to start trashing bookers. Doesn't that guy down there in Pennsylvania, I'll tell you a, a story. I don't want to say his name, but you'll uh, – uh, uh, I don't want to say his name, uh, but it kind of, if you think of Peppermint Patty, anyhow, <laughs> the second half. <laughs> so I worked for this guy a couple times. I did door deals. And, you know, so I didn't make a fortune, but I, again, I didn't have to get on a plane. When you don't have to get on a plane, it's a plus, especially yeah. when a gig is less than an hour. Like the stress factory is like 20 minutes from my house. Yeah. It's it's my, the greatest gig ever. Yeah. You yeah. know, I started when it got to no gas or no tolls. Like when you didn't have to go over a bridge, that's when you know you've been doing it too long. When you're like, yeah. oh, I don't have to go over a bridge. I'll do it for, you yeah, know. It's great. <laughs> and, and, and when you go, well, I, can, I can go home tonight. I don't know. You know, I don't just in a hotel. Right. So, uh, I did a couple of door deals, and, and but the, the the owner Booker, whatever, who's been around forever, he's like the first time I worked there, crushed. I, look, at none of us are going to fail on stage. We've been doing this so long; you're just not going to fail. Right. Whatever audience you know how to read an audience, I know I'm not going to fail. I just know it because how long I've been doing it. It yeah. doesn't make me great; it just makes me experienced. So I know what I'm doing. So the first, so the second time in after the Friday night, he goes, I know my audience. Can you tone it? Whatever, do this or that. I go, yeah. Da, da. And it's just, it's not the greatest gig. So like a year later, I email him. He doesn't get back to me. And then uh, he fi I finally, he gets back to me after a text or email and says, oh, you know, I love when they go, we're going to go in another direction or this and that, uh, you know, because they don't want to pay the money I was getting. Even though it wasn't a ton, it was two or three times more than they would pay a headliner, probably. Mm -hmm. And I wrote him back. I go, uh, it's a blessing that you're not using me again. Thank you. Uh, because I just the fact that I would email you for work shows that my self-esteem is falling apart. <laughs> so I, I, I could show you the text. Oh, my, I left my phone in the other room. <laughs> I got so many of these stories, and there's so many great club owners that you love that you get, like Jimmy at Governors or or Corey up in Rhode Island. Well, I can name a million club owners that are the greatest, nicest nice people. people to work with, but some are such fucking douchebags that, like, and just same with comics. There's great comics, and there's douchebags like me. So <laughs> there's this club in. Uh, this is so funny and. I think Bloomington, India. Anyway, I called a guy, and I don't think he was a fan of all the tough crowd comics, the ones that used to do tough crowd, because he thought we were all right wing. He's a real liberal guy, this guy I heard. And I'm not right wing at all. If anything, I'm more left, but I'm moderate. I'm more moderate, okay? I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not Paul Bond, right? And I'm not. Uh, <laughs> if you're saying that. Half the industry left or whoever. <laughs> Moderate guy. And, and and there's nothing wrong with it. If that's your politics, that's your politics. I don't give a shit. I, I'm friends with Paul and I'm friends with people. You know what I, anyhow. Yeah. 
So this guy hated tough crowd comics. So I called him one day. He goes, I don't know if you're right for the room. I go, really? I, I know I can work your room. You know, I've done alternative room, Portland. See, I know I go. Then he says to me, he goes, well, I have used magic acts before. I go, do this fucking guy just care, compare me to a magic act? What the fuck? <laughs> I have used magic acts before? Uh, so, okay. And I hung up and my wife's in the car going, you let that slide? I go, ah, I heard it's a good room. So I emailed the guy. I emailed the guy for a year. He never got back to me. So finally I text him. I go, look. I've done this to I could tell you a great story. I, I text him. I go, look, I really want to work your room in a text. I wish I had my phone. I go, I really want to work your room, but I don't like you. So the weekend on there, can you try not to come in that week? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he wrote back, uh, I'm good. I go, so I'll take that as a maybe. <laughs> and here's one last story. This is, to me, I fucking love doing these things. I, I, I don't care because I'm going to work. I worked a club in Denver, and the first two times, it was good. It was great. And, and the first time I went in, my money was a lot higher back then than it is now. You know, the business goes up and down. Sometimes your money's here. Sometimes your money's there. But you just try to stay relevant. That's all you're trying to do. Yeah. And put out, you know, whatever. CDs, do radio, podcast, do whatever to stay relevant. So the, the last time I was in, the Thursday night, I, I just, I had so much anxiety and she wasn't there, but I didn't have a great set. And I think there was a comic watching me and it made it, re anyhow, she wouldn't bring me back. Uh, she said, whatever, uh, just wouldn't bring, uh, okay, she wouldn't bring me back. So like five years later, four years later, I'm working a uh, Syracuse funny bone. I love, I, I, I like all those rooms and the middle act who was great. I think he passed away. He was, I don't remember. Hey, great act, great writer, old guy. Who's an old guy. Was it Mike Jacobs? Nah, he's from Denver, but he was an older oh, okay. guy. He was, you know, anyhow, he said, I do a podcast with her. You know, he's milling for me and he goes, I'll talk to her. And she, and so I write her an email like a month later, hey, let's, you know, uh, try to start over from the beginning. Let's, uh, you know, let bygones be bygones and see if we could start and work on a new relationship, right? So I sent that. I was like, so couple, no response. So uh, I wrote to her. Again, I go, uh, from your lack of response, it looks like you want to move forward. Here are some availabilities. No response again. No response again. So two weeks later, I write to her. I go, hey, look, I don't want to push my luck, but can I bring my own middle act? <laughs> and I got nothing. How do you not have a sense? Even if a club owner hates you, how can you not write back and go, that was kind of fun. That was fun. really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just don't get it. How do you not book somebody that does something like that? I know. Oh, my God. But, you know, we, we've talked about this on the show, that not everybody has a sense of humor. No. And most of them book clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, and also, too, 
Bonnie said, like, I don't hang out. I don't drink. I don't hang out with the, you know, there's calm. You know, I just don't do it. I go back to my room after the show, get up in the morning, go play golf and do the show. A lot of comics, which there's nothing wrong with it, nothing at all, are social. Hang with the staff or hang with the managers or go out. And it's great if you can do that. I'm married. I don't drink. So that's not me. But if I was a single person, even if I, you know, I would do it, even if I didn't drink, I would hang out and do whatever. You know what I mean? I just yeah. don't do that. And a lot of, and, and which is great because it's, you know, if that, if you do do that, it's, it, it it's great. Uh, what do you call it? Just so socializing is great marketing. Schmoozing or whatever. Yeah, it's good. There's nothing wrong. I, I wish uh, I had a, a decent personality where I could go out and not piss everybody off and you know what I mean? And not make somebody cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but you don't. Here's it. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I um, mean, you got to hear this story. This is a great story. <laughs> you got to hear this story. So uh, we're, doing the, we're doing the Montreal Comedy Festival. So every, every whatever venue you go to backstage, has a craft table set up with all the food and someone comes in and does the craft, you know, whatever table they call, you know, with all. Yeah. So it's towards, I get in there and I'm backstage and I'm looking, I'm going, look at this fucking hummus. It, it's hard as, look at this. Who may, and there's a girl there. I didn't see it. And she starts crying. I'm like, oh, geez, oh, no. I'm just joking. Right. I'm just joking. <laughs> So I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, this and that. It's a beautiful craft table if you like fucking hard hummus. Anyhow, <laughs> so I didn't mean – she just cried over it. I mean, who cries if somebody trashed your craft table that was falling? So anyhow, we're back at Montreal the next year. I swear <laughs> to God, the next year. And we have, we have our daughter with us. So the festival – said, oh, I can get you guys a babysitter uh, to watch your daughter in the hotel as, you know, you do your shows. We go, great. And they go, she's done it before. We also get a knock on the door and I open the door. Oh, no. It's that fucking girl. (laughs) (laughs) And she stares at me. I'm like, and this is a fucking year later. I'm like, oh, no, don't. (laughs) Don't kill my kid. Please don't kill my kid. <laughs> Here's the fucked up part. You still left your kid alone with her. I had a show to do. <laughs> you know, I, I understand. I understand. You're gonna, listen, you can always have another kid, but the festival's once a year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You never know. You know. This might be the year things happen. <laughs> this could be the year. Uh, <laughs> Rich, something that's pretty awesome is every time something cool in my life has happened, somehow you were there. I uh, when wow. I first started you comedy, you can never say that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Bonnie can say that. <laughs> I'd call her down, but she's cooking. Uh, <laughs> so I- then I have her. I got her doing some yard work after. Good, Go ahead. I got married at Governor's. Rich was headlining that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so when we go down the uh, to do stuff with the club because we were getting married on the Sunday. 
And we go down, and Rich was headlining. So me, Marshall, Childs, and a bunch of other guys come down to Rich's show. <laughs> like, oh, let's watch a show, and then you know, and then we'll uh, get ready for a wedding. <laughs> Are you still married? Yep, two kids. Get out! You got two kids. Two boys. Do you have uh, kids? Well, me no, no. And, and you have two boys. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got a four and a five year old oh. named Duke and Axel. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Did it, I have fish. Well, yeah. <laughs> but see, the difference is fish can't say to you, Daddy, when are you going to start headlining? <laughs> fish, fish can't say that. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the middle of a Zoom meeting. It was all of us, and we're on. And my four-year-old comes in through the door, walks right over, makes sure he's on camera, moons everybody, and then takes off running. Yeah, I was like, Good That's kid. my kid. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> Ass humor's always funnier. <laughs> Mark said, whatever happened with that movie? Oh, uh, we actually, we, we have, have a clip. clip. We joking. have a clip. I, I, before we go to the clip, I want to say, you were one of my favorite people to work with because we had lines written for you. And then I just went over to you. I go, Rich, your only goal is to get Provenza out of this bar. And you took, I think we shot the scene like five times. Each time, completely different, one funnier than the next. We had to stop like three of the takes because the owners of the casino were laughing so hard we were picking it up. And we're like, guys, you have to stop laughing. Like, we can't have laughter in the background when a bartender's berating a customer. But uh, I have the the take we used, and then I have another one of my favorite bloopers. Oh, God. I look, oh, I stink. I know. Dude, you were so good at Let's roll the clip. Oh, Oh, yeah. You know, Ernest Hemingway used to sit in the oldest bar in Key West, Florida. Little glass of schnapps by his typewriter. By the end of the day, he'd have a masterpiece. Hey, you know what? If you look around this bar, nobody gives a shit about Ernest Hemingway, all right? Let me tell you something, pal. At the end of your day, you're going to have one hell of a bar tab. No, I'm not, because I don't drink anymore. I'm clean and sober. I go to Really? Meetings. You see this right here? 30 years in the program. I used to suck dick for crap. All right, I never really... One time, I just kissed it. But let me tell you something, all right? You're gambling online in a casino. You're pouring rum from your flask, all right? You're you're a loser to the second power. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm not stupid. You're no Hemingway. You're not even Margot Hemingway. Matter of fact, tonight when I'm having sex with my wife, I'm going to think of you to keep from coming. Please, just leave. All right, just leave. We, we'll, we'll part as friends. We'll part as friends. You know who used to get kicked out of bars all the time, my friend? Oh, Hemingway. Yeah, good, thanks. See you later. All right, give me a call. Let me know you got home safe. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, fucking zero. Oh, I stink. <laughs> You're so oh. goddamn funny. Well, that, that's the scene, right? That's the original. <laughs> that's the original scene. Here's one of the outtakes. Uh, people that are sober get puppies. People that drink in bars pouring rum from their flask don't have puppies. Okay? Bye. Oh. Dude, you crack me up so hard. Look, uh, years ago, Rich, that's uh, horrible. you and I were talking about acting. Uh-huh. And, and you said, I fucking suck. Which I don't agree, but you're like, I suck. And, and and I go, I go, dude, how bad can you be? No, I suck. You go, let me tell you something. If they made a movie about my life, they would have <laughs> an 87-year-old fat black woman to play me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what suck. Is there anything? 
do you guys do anything with the movie? Uh, so we hit some festivals, and uh, we got in a few festivals, and we're bang- Montreal reopened the shorts, the oh. the shorts. So we we're going to try to take it up there, and then it got postponed. But if it uh, after Montreal, we're going to just try to release it somewhere online because yeah, do it online. It, it was so goddamn funny. You guys yeah, were good so job. good. Let me tell you, just for me to to do something with Provenza was. You know, Provence has been in a lot of stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Overton was so excited to see you. Get out of here. When you bought, huh? He was so goddamn excited. Rich Voss is coming today. Oh, my God. He's another guy who's a legend in this business, Rick yeah. Overton. I mean, he's he he was in Willow. He's been in a lot of stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I, it made me look Seinfeld, good. Seinfeld episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's... he's as a director, it was the greatest thing ever because I really didn't have to do anything. You guys were all so good. I just sat and watched. I mean, the <laughs> fact that you had Provenza Overton, and when I heard Don Jameson, I said, come on, this, <laughs> this can't be happening with, without Florentine? Get out of here. <laughs> uh, I, I, here's a, here's a, two acting things. Uh, I... I you when played was, Lenny Bruce. Yeah, yeah, that was That's, fun. I got, to, I ad libbed a lot of that. Look at it, even looked the part. Oh my god, <laughs> that was uh, that was actually good during rehearsal. They got, I know they were going. We have to fire him. But <laughs> anytime they when they say rolling, I know how to fucking you know where put it we're, on. We're in the movie, and of course it won't be in theaters. Uh, King of Staten Island. Bonnie and I, we have a nice scene in oh, that. Oh, cool. A Pete Davidson movie. And I'm going, oh, it's great. There'll be a oh, premiere. Right. We could hang out. And now they're going to have to release it online. You know, and the whole thing is going to the premiere and all that shit. It's fucking yeah. cool. Uh, two uh, two good acting stories. One, I, uh, I got back from Aspen. I had bad anxiety when I was 40. I have it now, but when I was 40, I had... And in Aspen, I had a lot of heat at this festival. I got back and my and my anxiety was. She goes, I have an audition. I was. I go, I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to do this today. I just, I can't. She goes, you'll be fine. So I'm reading for the uh, head of Fox casting or whatever. Oh. And I'm in there and you could see the, uh, the hold on, like the sides in my hand like this. And you could see him shaking, right? <laughs> <laughs> she called my manager, the head of casting for fun, said, we can never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Fox picks up radio guns. We, we have to drop you. <laughs> this was so long ago. Yeah. So here's another, we're doing, I'm, this is a great story. It's got to be on video somewhere. I'm, I'm doing Opie and Anthony one morning and me and Norn used to fight and argue who's the worst actor. You know, <laughs> I'd love that. Argue. No, I remember that. I remember. Yeah. We used to argue because he always blinked and he's he always fucking like on all his. Well, you played fucking- Lenny Bruce. He played Don Rickles. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this, play- this is what. So we're always arguing who's the worst actor. <laughs> so I get a call the night before I'm going in from the producer Steve. Uh, may you know may you rest in peace. He passed away. Steve. He goes. Uh, we're gonna have you do a scene tomorrow with Norton. I go, oh, great. Send me the sides. He goes, oh, I'll give them to you when you get here tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. So I get there, 
And they go, oh, you're going to do a scene with Norton. We'll see how bad you both are. Right? Uh, a, scene, a scene from uh, a Bronx tale, right? So I go, okay. So they have two mics set up on the floor. They go, we're going to go to break. And after break, they give me the sides. Now, now I, I you know, I, I had the sides and I'm doing a scene and I'm standing, you know, they go after break, we'll come back and do the scene. So I go walk by the mic and they cut back from break and Norton's not standing next to the other mic. I'm going, what the fuck? And what, and, and what's his name? Come, Kaz Palomar, Pal, what's his name? Pal, say his name? Palm and Terry walks in. And I have to do the scene with him, the writer, creator of a Bronx tale and the star. <laughs> so now I have to do the scene oh, with him. Yeah. Right? And it's going so bad. And and I look at him, you know, they're all laughing at me. I go, it's not me. It's him. He won't look at me. I can't connect with him. I'm not working with him. <laughs> I, go, I can't work with this guy. And I, I did a scene with him and it was so fucking funny. You know, uh, and I, story, Rich. I stunk so bad. It's got to be online. I'm sure it's online. If you go <laughs> ONA, Voss, and Cash. Well, that's what I, when you said you and Norton used to fight over who was the worst actor, who, like, who sucked as an actor. I think people think like you'd go, no, you're worse. No, you were going, no, I'm worse. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make that clear to the audience. It's the exact opposite of every actor yeah. in New York. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. I mean, with acting, like the that we did uh, for uh, Pete Davidson's movie, King of Staten, one, the direct, uh, Jet Apatow, the directing was great. You know, if you direct, do this, do that, it's easy especially if you get to ad lib. If a comic gets to ad lib, you're going to knock it out of the box. Right, right. You know, and the writer's going to feel like he's a genius because yeah. everybody's laughing at everything. Yeah. But also too, when people go, well, you're not a great actor. I go, well, I'm a comic. That's like telling a fucking brain surgeon, you can't do root canal. I'm a comic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't, I'm not a, a, I didn't study Shakespeare. I fucking am. A, and I'm a decent comic. But I would pay to see you do Shakespeare. Oh, I'll do, I'll do it for you I mean, right now. I'll do something. Would be awesome. I'll do something from The Tempest. I hope my film is ready. I'll do it sitting down from The Tempest. Oh, let me take my gum out. <laughs> That's how you know he's. Serious. He's getting in character. It's from The Tempest. Series, most bounteous lady. Thy rich leaves of wheat, rye, barley, oats, and fetches. <laughs> That's all I know. I quit the play. I quit the play after that. <laughs> Most bounteous lady. <laughs> That's the, the joke I told you last night, Rich. The, the, right. Richie, the world's worst actor yeah. with the biggest ego gets, gets to play Hamlet. It Paul. starts out unwatchable it gets worse people start heckling he starts his to be or not to be soliloquy and as he's in the middle of it he turns to the audience goes hey don't blame me i didn't write this shit assholes <laughs> <laughs> but you've, you've done a lot of amazing things in your career i mean you, you know yeah, great. you're also a director and a uh, producer you and bonnie did a show together right. you did uh women aren't funny 
Well, Bonnie directed it. I produced. You produced. Uh, and st- and I was in it with her. I gave her Bonnie. Bonnie's fucking brilliant. Directing She's really and good. writing. I mean, she, uh, oh, God. And, and, who's that, who's that Bonnie, hottie? Bonnie McCullough huh? and your wife. We should. Because there are civilians watching this. Yeah, she is brilliant. I mean, she's a writer. She was just a head writer for Nikki Glazer's show, but this came along and they stopped production. And uh, she, you know, she could sit down and write a fucking, she's writing a book now. I haven't, I've been in lockup here for 45 days and I haven't written a new joke. And she's writing a fucking book. And then I talked to Colin Quinn on the phone. He's writing a book. Everybody I know are overachievers. Or maybe I'm just an under. But, yeah, we've done some great stuff. You know, if you look back, you go, and this business now, you have to create your own opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not throwing them at you. Mm-hmm. you got to create your own opportunities. Well, it's now, in this day and age, they, they're like, you know, well, what do you got for us? It's like, you know, how many followers do you have? No one gives a fuck about yeah. They don't get- or anything. It's like. Actually, we do have a clip of uh, of the women aren't funny. So people at home, if you're bored, go out and buy it and buy Richie Richie Burns special on Vimeo. But uh, I think we have a clip of women aren't funny. You can buy that on iTunes. You guys are good at this. Look, yeah, it's recording. So no, it isn't. Yes, it is. Do you think women are funny? They're not fucking funny. There's more funny guys that I went to high school with who are like mechanics. I'm female comedian Bonnie McFarlane, and I've heard women aren't funny almost as often as you're not funny. Kitchens blows my mind. I mean, I just think, like, can you imagine if someone was like, um, are black people smart for Vanity Fair? Like, fuck you. You get screwed all over the place. And, and just, you get screwed. I don't know. Whenever people are like sexist towards women, I just get super racist towards black people. The thought that women become comedians because they were molested has never, ever occurred to me. The female lead of a comedy is this. Get a job. I can't do this anymore. There are so many great actresses. Richard. Pretty actresses. <laughs> Richard. professional. I don't have a great soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what that was? A male comic. Let's go. This is stupid. I'm trying to do something. Okay? It's stupid. What are you trying? It looks like you're doing a butter commercial or something. You're asking the right person because I think a lot of guys are not that funny. Everybody's funny. It, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. Are you that funny too, shed? I am. Uh, <laughs> it is funny. I'm, I'm not wearing any pants. I want any women in the movie. <laughs> women aren't funny. That, that's so, that movie, you know, it's so weird because everybody said, ah, don't make a movie. Don't do this. Every, every, you know, a lawyer, don't do the movie. Don't. And we did that whole thing on our own, made a fucking movie that I just got another check yesterday for uh, 500 bucks, you know, because money keeps. Uh, Where can you find I, the movie? Uh, uh, in in Moses's house. That's how old it is. No, that mo- <laughs> it's on I iTunes for sure. That's where I got it. It's on iTunes, but uh, it, it was on Netflix for two years right. before Netflix was. Ne- you know what I mean? Yeah. It was on Netflix now, right? Uh, but we pretty much made our money back from a documentary, which is almost impossible. Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unheard of. Uh, and and. Bonnie, Bonnie had visions of stuff that we were shooting a year later down the road. But the best thing that we put together recently, hands down, 
is uh, the roast, Voss Roast, which we put free on <laughs> on YouTube. This is the best roast you'll ever see. I don't know if you guys seen it. Let's now, put a link in the comments. It's it's Voss Roast. It's free on YouTube. This is uh, this is a powerhouse of fucking comics. It's it's Murderer's Row. Oh my god! Florentine, Colin, Norton, Big J, uh, Judy Gold, DeRosa, Bobby Kelly, Bonnie hosted it. I'm telling you, if you like roast, this is the best roast you'll ever see, <laughs> hands down. I, and I'm not saying it because we're not trying to make money on it. It's free right. now on YouTube. So. That's great. Good for you, man. That must have felt good to have those people show up to treat you like the piece of shit that, you know. You, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right right when this pandemic hit, speaking of powerhouses, you guys were doing a tour, the Creeps with Kids? Yeah, Creeps with Kids tour. Me, Florentine, Bennington, and Bobby Kelly. And a, another show that from beginning to end. Just to start. How do you even I have an idea of how the lineup should go? Well, I host everyone. We put I host it. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. And then Flor then Florentine, then Bennington, then Bobby. Uh wow. Bennington. Everybody kills. Yeah. It's just it, from beginning. I walk out from the beginning as a host. Because he, the, the great thing with with radio and Bennington and, and stuff like that. Uh <laughs> Their fans are coming to see you. The room isn't papered. It isn't somebody that was waiting at a bus stop to go, oh, fuck, let's go use these tickets. You know, they're come, they know who you are. Yeah. So already, already, you know. The table's set. The table's set. And the show is just killer. I mean, our, my last show was right before everything started closing. We did Turning Stone up in uh, Syracuse. Syracuse, yeah. And it was, you know, it was kind of scattered Throughout, you know, because everything was packed, every show, and then this came along, and this is, they were shutting everything down. Everything was oh, already okay. shut down. Yeah. But Turning Stone stayed open one more night. They were an Indian on the Indian reservation, yeah. so they were allowed. And then they decided, hey, we'll shut down. That's starting a huge tomorrow. room. Starting tomorrow, they shut, you know the day after. So our last show was up there, and and then you get a you know a call that all your theater dates are canceled. You know, and which was during the winter, you know, February, March, whatever. You know, the summer's always slow, so you try to build as much as you can through the uh, winter right. and, and the spring. Yeah, and get through summer. Yeah, and then get through summer. So now the whole fucking, the whole winter and spring, you know, it, is canceled and whatever. Hopefully we'll pick the tour back up. Because it was, it's just great working with your friends and doing yeah. stuff like that. It's so much fun. I call. I think I called you about doing coming to one of the festivals, New York Comedy Festival, and you guys were doing that show. And then I went and looked it up and was like, oh, my God. I might skip a screening of my show oh. to come see you guys. <laughs> we were supposed to do it at Gramercy. That was the next night. We were in Syracuse at Turning Stone, and the next night we were sold out at Gramercy. Sold out and canceled. It was it, it was funny because you were doing creeps with kids, and then Tony V, Tom Cotter, and Tony V were all in Aruba. Oh. And it was like the whole cast was working somewhere. I was like, man, I want to be with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think this whole virus was a plan to really squeeze me out of the business. Yeah, I think so too. 
Yeah. It is. Say an effort. Thanks, Obama. I know. Well, Obama. I- <laughs> now, Rich, do you like to host? Because I've ne- like. I love hosting. You're yeah. the best host, I, I think, in the. You hosted, and this is really cool. Were you? Didn't you pretty much host the uh, uh, Woodstock? The one second- of the one of the stages I hosted. I've hosted. I hosted. There was the East stage, the West, right. and the East was the biggest. They were animals. My stage was good because I would get anywhere from a hundred people to sixty thousand or seven. You know, it was great. It was a lot of fun. But well, we have a clip. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> And if we get too hot, we can just smoke our shirts. There you go. Wavy gravy, huh? He's the, he's the man right here. I know one thing. I cannot follow in his footsteps. All I can do is learn from this man. And are we having a good time? Are we the best stage at Woodstock? The West Stage! <laughs> that had to be insane. It was. Cr- I was losing my voice then. That was- yeah, you were. I remember when you. I remember that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> that stay, uh, I was. Uh, I had. We had a trailer, and I had a little room in a trailer, like this, with a chair like this, my recliner. And then the rest of the trailer was for the bands right before, you know, we stayed in hotels, but you know, right before they went on it. So I walk into my trailer, my side, smoking a cigarette. Some guys in there goes, can you put that, get out of here. Fuck you. This is my part of the trailer. I go, you scram. Well, he was the lead singer to Buck Cherry and they would have bet. (laughs) I love that band. (laughs) After they played, I went out and bought his CD. So he won. But uh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. If you had a bottle of water, you could get laid there. Uh, <laughs> probably the coolest thing, re- big event like that. I got a call to host at the Washington Monument. Uh, it was a, a recovery awareness. And, uh, oh, you know, right. I know that. Yeah. Right. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Dr. Oz was there. My yeah, friend. Dr. Oz was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only guy that uh, traveled with somebody to do his hair. It's outdoors. <laughs> he did. <laughs> cement hair. Uh, I took a picture with him. This guy just spraying his hair. I work for him. I do. Yeah. And we were talking about you when he came back. He's a nice guy. He was a nice guy. He is. I took a picture with him. I met him. He's a yeah. nice guy. I guess if I had a traveling hairdresser. Yeah, I forgot you did that. And Joe Walsh was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so cool because it was maybe about ten to 15,000 people right on the monument. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it was Steven Tyler, mm-hmm. not our, Steven Tyler, uh, Cheryl Crow, right. Joe Walsh, some band of Frey. So I got to host, but I got to do at one point like five to ten minutes of stand-up. Now there was a lot of people in the audience in recovery, so I got to do material, and it it, it was great. And then host, but at the end, Cheryl Crow, uh, Steven Tyler, they all came out together and sang uh, "Come Together" by the Beatles. It was amazing. Right. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Because I, my buddy Tim Sullivan was uh, Dr. Oz's um, PR guy. Uh huh. And so he, Tim had a lot to do with setting that up, I think, the whole show. Oh, so really? When he came back, he showed me videos of that to come together, the view. So I forgot yeah. about that, right? It was yeah. so cool. Do you guys see that video? Maybe we were a week or two weeks into uh, this thing, and they put a video together of uh, the song by the band. Oh, it's so great. You got this video. I must have watched it five times. The song by the band. Uh, oh, it, it's people coming in from all over the world. Oh, wow. With, no. Ring, with Ringo Starr. Uh, oh, what's the name? Not Just, the weight. The weight? Yeah. Yeah. And no, they sing. No, that song. Whoa. Wait. I was like, what's the word? This, I was the. Yeah. 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 Lord, Fanny. That's yeah. all. Oh, you got to look at this video. All right. I'll check it's it out. From, it's from people around the world all doing parts of it. Yeah. It's so fucking. And, it's so cool. You know, I couldn't have you on the show and not sing a little because I know how much you love yes. it when I did that in my act. That I was beautiful. Take, <laughs> take a load off, man. We used to go, Mark, he'd come up. We'd be somewhere. We'd run into each other somewhere. And before the night was over, no matter what, he'd go, where's your fucking guitar? <laughs> in my head, I even thought, I never played guitar. I don't have <laughs> did. He turned to me and goes, do you even, did you even ever have a guitar? You're going to have a fucking guitar. <laughs> I, I hate to tell you guys, but I might have brought a song parody kid into the world. My five-year-old takes all the songs he knows and fits the word butt crack in it. And he <laughs> thinks it's the greatest thing on the planet. And, he, and he's getting 20 million hits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm opening for him now. so I'm my, getting daughter, a- my daughter got 2 million hits on TikTok for something she did. You know, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And she comes on our dumb podcast. She'll go, you know, she'll come in. She's kind of funny. She'll go, uh, send me money to rain that PayPal, whatever, so I can get. Some fucking guy sent her 500 bucks. What? (laughs) She just bought uh, the Xbox something, whatever it's called. Uh, God, in my old. uh, Switch. (laughs) Switch or something. Nintendo Switch. Oh, Nintendo. Did I say Xbox? I, I stink. Uh, I couldn't I, tell you what it looks like. I just hear yeah. people talk about it. Wow. So, <laughs> so some rich guys listening to our podcast and just, you know, whatever. I We do our podcast. Here's a great golf story. We do our podcast. Boy, am I a yapping fucking Jew bag. Uh, we do our <laughs> podcast and I'm on radio, whatever. So I get a fucking email, which is, I get an email from this lady she goes i see you're coming to california if you want to play my golf course let me know and i get these all the time so i kind of blow them off but for some reason i go let me look into this so i do research and find out she's a therapist you know she's not some young radio list she just likes our podcast so i email we go i'm in la and she takes me to bel-air country club wow wow that's unbelievable I mean, this. So then, I didn't uh, know they had Jews in. Yeah, yeah, I hit my store. No Bel Air, you can play if you're. <laughs> just, uh, you know, and in I, L.A., I think they're welcome. Yeah, well, <laughs> some courses they're not in L.A. Believe me. Really? Yes. Yeah, and some courses they don't let celebrities in either. Yeah. There's courses out there. 
anyhow, so we have lunch there. And uh, so the next time I'm now she becomes friends with us. And, uh, uh, you know, when she's in New York, we all have dinner with my kids and her and her and we become friends. So next time we're having lunch, uh, uh, she goes, my father won five Oscars. I go, what? And she's not in the entertainment business. She goes, yeah, John Williams, the composer. Oh, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. So I had to call Bonnie and ask who he was. But, <laughs> so, and her brother's the lead singer to Toto. No uh, way. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the lead no singer. Star Wars, wasn't he? Yeah, Star Wars, Schindler's List. Yeah. So I, I, when I was at the Oscars, I met him there. You know, she introduced me and stuff. But it's so cool because you wouldn't get that from this person. She's just a regular Very person. Very cool, laid back. Cool, just, you know, plays golf. And, uh, you know, you meet so many golf and being on the road, you meet so many. I, I play golf with this guy in Vegas. He just built a $15 million house. These people are so fucking rich, yeah. you know. Uh, he takes me to his house. It has an elevator. It has a one of those running water, whatever they call them. And, Lazy River. A Lazy River. My know. favorite thing on the planet. Talk about the Oscars really quick. That had to be cool, writing for the Oscars. Yeah, two both times. The first time was the coolest. Uh, the first time uh, I wrote both on the writing staff for when Chris Rock hosted. And it's when I got the gig, like I was doing Tough Crowd, and some girl that worked with Tough Crowd goes, oh, I, I heard something, some good news for you. And I go, what? So I, she goes, I'm nothing, right? So I forgot about it. So I'm standing outside, standing up in New York, and Chris Rock comes out and says, uh, so you'll be writing on the Oscars. And he's hosting. I go, get the fuck out of here. He goes, I'm hosting it. I'm telling you. And I said, <laughs> I, go, I, like an, I go, I'll believe it when I see it, right? <laughs> so I think he saw me performing at the comedy store or something. But So I ended up getting the writing gig. Wow, awesome. Apollo was one of the writers. Uh, Bill Sheff that year. There was some uh, good right. comics. Uh, so you know we're back. That one. Oh, I, I got a good story. But that one, you know, we got a gift bag, which I pay taxes on. You told uh, me about the gift bag. <laughs> it was worth. It was worth a hundred thousand dollars. If yeah. you used, if you used every certificate in there, you know, it, it was it was amazing. You know, it was my job every day to call these people and get my gifts. So <laughs> I'm backstage at the Oscars, and fucking Dustin Hoffman is talking to Barbara Streisand. So I walk over and I kind of cut Barbara Streisand off to talk to Dustin Hoffman, and like a like a jackass. I go to Dustin Hoffman. I go, I also play Lenny Bruce. <laughs> I compared I compared my four lines to his Oscar nominating performance and I walked away like a fat chick. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey Justin, you know what you and I have in common? Nothing. <laughs> it would have been great if you turned to um Barbara Streisand said, I also played Fanny Bright. Yes, I, <laughs> and I'm a Jew too. <laughs> Oh my God! I, I turned my back to Barbara Streisand. That's so great, man! <laughs> the Oscars were so cool because we're at after the Oscars, we're at the Governor's Ball, 
and I'm sitting at the table, all the comics, and this was probably the best part of it. Some guy walks over with an Oscar in his hand and in front of all the comics and DePaulo and everybody. He goes, oh, man, you're funny. You're a funny guy. And just walked away. And I, that happened in front of the comics. Someone holding, I don't know who it was. I think it was a director. Oh, that's you. Yeah, he walks oh, up to cool. me with his Oscar and goes, oh, you're real funny. He must have saw me somewhere. But just the fact that he said that in front of the other comics. Right. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuck these peasants. <laughs> I'm coming to your party, right? I, I know. I know I'm writing on the staff for Chris, but they write for me. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Richard. That has to be uh, that has to be awesome to have one of the biggest names in comedy walk over to you and say like, "Hey, you're going to write for me." It, it it for the it, it's weird. Yeah, and the thing is, working with Chris is great because it's he pretty much is coming up with everything. You might just add a line here, or a line there, or that or that. Every now and then, you might get your own bit in. But he loves comedy so much. If you hang out with him, you're talking either sports or comedy. You know, we'll sit there talk about great joke writers and great comics. He loves comedy. He really does. Right. You know, uh, and, so you know, I, I've walked down the street with him in New York, you know, and he'll take pictures with people. Sometimes he's in a rush, but he, he's basically, you know, we were, I was working on a movie with him, and I think he, when Madagascar, he was one of the voices on, I think, Madagascar. Right. right. One of these little kids were going nuts. Yeah. They're going, I don't know the character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me and him were walking down the street one day, and some guy stops and goes to me, man, you're fucking funny, and doesn't even recognize Chris. And just says to me, oh, what a good feeling. I go, hey, you see that, buddy? Huh? <laughs> Chris Rock and Gilbert Godfrey are the two most filthiest cartoons. <laughs> if the kids only knew. <laughs> I was walking down the street with him. Oh, no, that was Tony Rock. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we all have great stories in this business. It's, you know, it, I mean, too bad it's over now. But it is it really is fucking over. It's, it's it's over. I was bitching when Google became a thing, and you had to hear some young comic retell a story he Googled, and you're like, "I was actually there," and that. But they'll tell you what happened. But now this is this the is end. Gonna, I I think it's going to be a good year until they find a, a vaccination. I mean, no one's going. Yeah, I'm going to go sit in a club and listen to a fucking comic. I know. Take- would you? I would you go work a club? I'd work a club. I just wouldn't go near people. Um, yeah, and you'd have to. We'd all have to have our own microphones. Yeah, I said that in a post. You got to bring your own mic. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, it'd this, have to be clubs like the Funny Bone, where the green room's attached to the stage, so you don't yeah. have to go amongst the people. Yeah, and get the fuck out right you know, after. Uh, oh boy, my CD sales are going to drop completely. Uh, <laughs> That's what that's what I that's why I make all my spending money after the show selling CDs. Uh, I like if if I could do comedy tomorrow, look, I go listen, I don't say I, I gotta go food shopping at times and I gotta go to Lowe's or, or Home Depot. You know, those are the two places I usually go to. Supermarket or Lowe's to get stuff for my house and my property, because I'm working on my property. And I keep away from as many people as I can. I wash my hands. But 
What's the difference if you go into a supermarket or go into a comedy club if you stay away from the people? I don't know. Who the well, fuck knows? We had a, it's funny because we had a doctor on the podcast who talked about this. The longer you're in around someone who's sick, the better chance you have of getting it. If you're in and out, it's kind of not as easy. You know, you're not going to just walk by somebody and go, oh my God, now I have it. But oh, you're yeah. sitting in a room with someone. And they're yelling, yeah. laughing right over yeah. your shoulder or blowing it at the stage. See, it's even worse. Right. I'm going to go back before any of you because nobody laughs when I do my <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Do you remember when smoking in the club was a thing? Uh, do you yeah, remember okay. you'd be on stage and people would laugh and it would sh- billow smoke right at the stage? Smoke through the lights. Remember that? Like you- yes. And I smoked and would go, Jesus Christ, I can't yeah. even. This is too much. That was my tell. After a punchline, I'd take a drag off the mm-hmm. cigarette. You know, <laughs> do, you know. Yeah, I remember smoke. I remember smoking on the plane. But yeah, when, it, like, I guess every outdoor comedy, I got to start my out my backyard comedy club. Yeah. Uh, Outdoor comedy is, you know, someone, I think uh, somewhere, someone, uh, this uh, guy is doing a comedy at a drive-in or something. Del Pizzo, I read online. Hmm. Oh, really? Did I slip and call him a comic? Uh, (laughs) I'm only kidding. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, He's been reaching out to me lately on Facebook. I haven't talked to Frank in years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm getting a lot from him on Facebook. I think he lives oh. in Florida. Yeah, he's doing yeah, yeah. a drive-in or something. Yeah, I think I saw that too. I think I saw that too. In Florida, I got they have no rules about you. What's that? I was at Caroline's one night, and it wasn't crowded. There were like 30 people in the room, and and Vol- you were there, and Norton was there, and Florentine, and you got introduced, and I was sitting in the back of the room with Norton and Florentine. And they started going, ah, oh. every joke. You may be thinking this because you said you had to tell. They go, like every joke you do, they go, ah. Oh. <laughs> and your fourteen had that deep voice, ah. Oh. Oh. And, and, and you bombed so badly. The audience started listening to them. Yeah. And it, and it was the part, and you knew why you were bombing, and you were like fucking sweating, but you were laughing. <laughs> Dude, it was the funniest thing. They they totally fucked you. It made me laugh so hard. Ah, oh, uh, uh, Keith, Keith Robinson and Bobby Kelly did that. I was at the village under. I was at the cellar. I go. I got a spot at the underground, and they go. We're gonna come over and watch you bomb. And now I'm like I'm like. And then Liz, who's the manager, she goes. Yeah, I'm gonna come too. We're gonna watch you bomb. And I, like now I like I. So I'm on. I've Nikki Glazer's on before me. Kills, kills, and and she's. Dirty but funny as hell. You can't. I mean, she killed, and 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 she was filthy but funny. And I'm not saying everything she does, but that night, and it was hilarious. It, you know, so I'm up next, and my first three jokes do okay. Now I don't know that Keith and Bobby are in the back of the room on each side of the room. Then I did a dirty joke, and 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 they go, oh. <laughs> So now I didn't know this. So now the back of the room is like, oh man, that's true. And my next couple of jokes, you're going, oh, and I don't know they're back there doing that. 
and I'm completely losing the audience and I start snapping on him. I'm like, what the fuck? The girl before me was talking about her fucking pussy for 10 minutes. I do, oh, then one girl turns to her friends and goes, what's going on here? <laughs> that's, how, that's how audiences are, are, aren't the smartest sometimes where two guys can groan and turn a whole audience oh, around. Ruin it for the whole night. Too. And that's it's the same with laughter, how laughter is contagious. Mm-hmm. If people are cracking up, then you're, you're going, oh, this must be funny, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was – there's nothing better than watching a comic. But I, I've watched Dennis Ross sweat on stage so bad. <laughs> sweat pouring down. When, uh, oh, he was – I've huh? always said when you know you're good – when you bomb and you get a kick out of it, yeah, like, and it, that's years. That's years. So when you when you're on stage, going, man, this really sucks. Oh. You know, like you know, because you're always fucked up about it when you're insecure. But once yeah. you're good enough, you're just like, all right, fuck it, it's you guys. I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> oh, I took I took one on the face. We were doing a Schuler gig, me and Norton, when he started, and he did all right. And I went up and I'm bombing for 45 minutes in front of that big glass fucking that room where you can look outside and even people are driving by could tell I'm bombing. And <laughs> he, he had so much fun watching me fucking bomb for 45 minutes. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I used to do black rooms. I mean, the toughest rooms on the, the peppermint lounge and you had 30 seconds. I've seen people bomb so fucking bad that they would leave the rooms and go get fucking job applications. You, <laughs> You, what white people? When you bomb in front of white people, you can handle. But black people, but, oh, it's. I bombed once at the uh, Columbus Funny Bone in front of a black audience. It was so bad they played Phil Collins. I can hear it calling in the way <laughs> as I walked off stage. I, I don't want first white comic on Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, but I know a comic that's a major comedy star now. Major. And he was at the Peppermint. This room was the scary. There was 500 people in the front row sitting like this. You know, I mean, everybody who was who's who in Jersey would go there uh, to the Peppermint on Thursday. You know, uh, Shannon Briggs, a boxer, would be there. Queen Latifah, Naughty by Nature. This was the comedy. And this comic, who's a major act, was on stage bombing. And some guy just walked up to the front of the stage and started plucking chicken bones at him like that going oh my god <laughs> how, do you, how do you do how do you deal with that <laughs> how degrading that you're like going up and b- <laughs> burying everything and they're just throwing chicken bones <laughs> I like where do you think you lost them <laughs> <laughs> and that's drinks jokes and storytelling you guys are awesome rich stick around Last call Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.